inviting you to join me wherever you listen to your streaming podcast. Journey with me on this road called freedom. For I invite you into a safe haven. Come and have candid conversations with me with inspirational stories and lessons presented to you by others who will help us identify our lane as we collectively come together on this road called freedom. Hey, my loves, welcome back to Road Car Freedom. Let's take care of a few housekeeping rules. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. And for my uh, avid fans and followers, thank you for coming back. Um, for those who survived the winter weather in Texas, you are a survivor, power to you. Uh, I survived, but these allergies are the bomb tonight, okay? So uh, please forgive me for the sniffling uh, and, and my sexy voice. This is my sexy voice. My throat gets a little raspy. Welcome to the show. Please do me a favor, like, tag, and share. We have the bomb topic tonight, the psychological effects of a glammed beat, right? And we're not just talking about makeup, and it's not just for women. We're talking to our African-Americans all over. Tonight, we're going to have a, our guest is Natoya. She's going to introduce herself a little later in the show. I'm so excited to have her. She is an actress, a model, and an a, a influencer. And I'm sure she'll correct me when she gets on because I know she does so much more. She is a very beautiful lady. Um, I wanted to talk to, especially we women, we come in so many, women of color, we come in so many shapes, shades, tones. Um, and I just want to go deeper in that for so long, we've been setting a pattern for what glam looks like. I know we thought it came from somewhere else, but no, we have been the um, epitome of the standard for the beauty industry because of our glam, our beat, the way we can flip it, right? So I wanted to get into that tonight, talk about the psychological effects of a um, glam beat. We're going to switch out a few things tonight. So we usually start off with the morning mocha slash evening espresso. Morning mocha I used to do on Facebook Live, but we switched it up a bit. I'm a coffee drinker. So let's... Um, we're going to switch it up. Uh, we're going to start out with the God conversation. And we're going to talk about expecting loyalty based on a title. So, you know, I was having a meltdown. Because that's, you know, it's okay to go to God and have a meltdown. Because, right, he's the one that fixes us. So these, these God conversations are my journal entries and my conversations with God. And he, he answers me in the most unexpected ways. And I'm sharing tonight, you know, I was having a meltdown about uh, some events that happened in my life where I had long-term friends do things that um, didn't look uh, like they were being loyal to me. And God had to check me that on the fact that I had my expectations of them based in the title of a friend without monitoring how and who they were as a friend, right? Let me say that again. I had my loyalties 
and expectations based on the title of a friend and not who they showed me to be as a friend. And that could go for family members. You know, we expect our mother to act a certain way based on a list that was given to us, realistically not. And we expect our siblings to act like siblings. But why do we ignore the person in lieu of the title, right? You're my sister. You're supposed to act like this. Well, what if they showed you a pattern of that's just not who and how they are, and they're not loyal to that title concerning you. So how do you move on? Well, I moved on because I've learned to take those things to God. And even when it comes to family, as we grow, mature, um, go our own paths, our paths kind of affect the way we deal with one another. Some people um, sometimes fall off and navigate some things in their lives. So the response God told me was, for every person that's on my path that I come across, whoever it is, family, friend, foe, whatever, there's a placement in their life. And my job is to take that to God and say, where do I position these individuals in my life for the path that you have me on, God? And I had um, fell off doing that. So let me just give help you to be mindful of in your life, no matter what the title is to the per, or the or the person in your life, just take those roles to God and make sure that sometimes you don't have to switch those out. What I mean by that is, it's not saying you're mad at anybody, but sometimes people go through some things where they can't be or live up to your expectations, either for a day, a week, a season, or forever. And it is. Our responsibility to take it to God and let him work it out for us and to listen and apply that wisdom. Okay. So when we come back, we're going to have the question of the week. Uh, we're going to have the question of the week. Well, we're going to do it now. The question of the week, I put it out there earlier. So I hope those that uh, like the status and uh, are ready to answer. I'm looking for audience engagement. Why does the average man and it came up, you know, with the Russell Wilson, Sierra thing that's trending and some other hot topic couples that are trending uh, where they say the average man say they prefer a woman who's more natural, but they run behind the glammed up, surgically processed woman. Now, let me make sure we understand because I've been feeling myself a little lately. So what we're not going to do is say that I'm saying I'm against surgery or anything. Trust me, God blessed me when I turned 50 a few years ago that I didn't have to um, add some stuff, okay? They just magically appeared. So <laughs> while I'm okay with surgery for self-improvement, I just want to know why men say, oh, I don't like this or I don't want that. Um, I don't like a woman that wear a lot of makeup. Uh, and they get with a woman that wears a lot of makeup and they complain the whole way through, you know, as if they didn't meet you with the makeup on. So why is it that men, um, and I want real honest answers, you know, some men see it differently, you know, it's okay. Some men don't. I just want you to chime in tonight. I mean, it's open to men or women to answer that question. Give me your opinion or your perspective if you're a man. Um, tonight, you know, just like the Texas weather, being a little sometime, it's it's pretty nice out here now, like it didn't clown last week. Well, my teleprompter <laughs> is clowning tonight. 
right? So I'm winging it, just like I'm winging everything else today, right? But we're going to persevere because, hey, if nothing else, last week showed me that I'm a better, I'm a better survivor that I gave myself credit for and I can overcome anything. So we're going to wing it tonight, okay? I read my little notes uh, just in case I, I veer off. So please pardon me tonight. Rock with me tonight. Respond to me in the, uh, the comments. I want to know your questions and please share this broadcast, okay? Now, we'll be right back for uh, more uh, coming up with our guests. Don't let the mask inhibit your style. Go to www.foxylipso1boutique.com and order our line of matte lip gloss in a variety of shades, colors, and blame with no mask transfer. And yes, we even have a line of vegan lipstick. Order today at www.foxylipso1boutique.com. Use order code UHURU for a 20% discount off orders of over $25. Go to www.foxylipso1boutique.com today. Foxy Lips presents our Valentine's Day specials. Are you prepared for Valentine's Day yet? Well, now is the time to start thinking about it. Why not let Foxy Lipso One help you find that special gift for that special someone? Go to FoxyLipsoOne.com today. We have so many amazing products to choose from like lipstick, lip gloss, lip glitter, and mineral powder. Be on the lookout for Foxy Lipso One's Valentine's Day specials coming soon. Let your lips make a statement with Foxy Lips 01. Go to FoxyLips01.com today. Hey, y'all, we're back. I bet y'all think I forgot about what you got on. I, I did not. Not. Okay. So, what you got on for Toya's sake, because, you know, we cool like that. <laughs> What you got on is a segment of the show where, uh, in my opinion, we all wear, no matter what we're going through, something that we have on identifies our true character. And since I'm a resale retail queen, right? I'll tell you where I got it from, all right? So look, today, you know, after going five days with my lights all cold in a one in in, in one room of a three bedroom house with my little dog, right? We came down with these little sniffles, but I had to still be cute. And you know, your girl like her heels. So I was shopping. You know, they got the Dillard's Clearance Center on Highway Six in Houston and Westheimer. Now I could always find me a mean pair of heels. So. I have my version of flip-flops on because they are my go-to comfort when I don't feel like dressing up. This is a one-piece, you know, it's cute, uh, but it's, this is my comfort. I, I like my onesies. I like a good jumper. But look, look, y'all, I like a mean flip-flop. That's what I got on. This is my flip-flop, y'all. This, this is my version of house shoes. So I wore my house shoes to work, okay? 
and you know your girl like your bling. Don't it match my bling? <laughs> right? Okay. So that's what I have on. These are my comfort shoes. Most people that know and love me or not know I wear heels like all the time. Four inches or if you can't flats. It's a real tough day, right? So this is Toya. Tell us about you. Well, I am Natoya Danielle. I am originally from Louisiana. What part? Slidell. Girl! <laughs> Slide up in the Houston. How did you get that? Yes. Shirt? Oh, let's see. Well, my mom decided to relocate. My family slowly but surely started relocating here back in the late 90s. Uh -huh. I don't tell my age, but back in the late 90s. And so we all sort of migrated here. And uh -huh. I, I, I got to Houston and I ended up just loving it and staying. Stay well, welcome to the age town. You've been here, but I still want to listen. Now, look, I like bling, right? And I ain't always Pastor Chaplain Yahuri, right? I like her talk because it looks like it's see through, but it ain't. I like illusion <laughs> and it's bling, right? I like the bling. So, tell us about that talk. Why you pick that talk? I, is that um, your personality? Yes. Okay. I, I like to pop out. I like to pop out. But when I was invited on the show and I knew the topic was about and we said glam, I knew that today I had a long day. So I, I wasn't able to just beat like I wanted to beat, but I knew that I could balance it out with the face and the, the pop. Like the So I, I wanted to, I, mean, I had to be fancy for you. Oh. So <laughs> I had to be fancy for you, so you know, that's why I had to I had to bring it out. Bring and it out. that's what I'm talking about. Our culture, we show up and show out. I mean, we are such a diverse culture. I'm talking about us black folk, okay? Okay. So we always popping somewhere in our own way, in our own style, and that's what tonight is about. You know, my mom. I came up with this because I've been. Talking about emotional legacy, mm -hmm. you know, um, I've been studying like, like in my mom's generation, um, they did things a certain way. They didn't talk to their kids about a certain thing. Uh, things were more private. And I've been slowly unraveling from that because I'm 52. I'll be 53 this year, y'all. So I, my mom is gone. She's been gone 10 years. And I suddenly started realizing that there were things about her as a woman yes. that I didn't know at 52. So it feels to me like I'm struggling to know who, who the woman that my mom was. Not the mama that she was, but the woman that she was. Yes. You know, and I and I, and I find myself questioning like my aunts, you know, what was she like? Mm -hmm. What did she feel about these things? Because they were taught to hide them. Exactly. But my mom also told me that when you're feeling bad, like we, even as little children, as far back as I can remember, when we were sick, my mom would make us get up, brush, wash our face, brush our teeth, um, put on some clean pajamas, put on clothes, <laughs> and get back in the bed, lay back down. Even when we did our chores on the weekends, she would tell us to get up, clean up, and then lay back down if you had to, but our house had to be glam, yes. right? And I started looking around and noticed that about our culture, no matter how we feel, we get up and show up and we're glam. And African-American, well, um, black women, okay, because it's global, right? We are some of the strongest women in the world 
but we are so um we're the least um thought of when it comes to strength and we're always showing up and we don't look like what we're going, what through, we're going through because it seems all. like as a whole as in our culture we're taught to show up yes with our face forward yes. and glam so the psychological effects of it i, I noticed when i was growing up like um I, it became ingrained yes like you know i couldn't go to my mom when i was going through my marriage with rico claus she said girl <laughs> I, you know what i'm going through completely understand like, my, mother, my mom was the same way my grandmother was the same way we couldn't show up to my grandmother's house with pajamas on sleep clothes. why don't you have your clothes soon like you said as soon as you get up you get up you wash your face you brush your teeth you get dressed you put clothes on you take your pajamas off like you said later on if you have to lay down or but you get up you present yourself you get yourself together right. and then you go out you know walk out the house where your earrings at Right. Like that's having with me now. Like, I, I, where your earrings at? Right. You know, make sure you you, you have it just together. Because, like you say, we have to show up and show out. We can't just be there. We can't just be there. So I want this. You know, it's the highs and lows of the glam. You know, I had gotten so um, fixated on glamming. Uh, you know, I, I had always had a big face, but I was always. For the most part put together no matter what i was going through so when people figured out i was going through something they were like we well, didn't know you know what i mean so to me that's another way of holding my emotions exactly. in looking like i had it together and i had a couple of close associates who committed suicide and and it's like well god dang i was up you know you asked and we're taught to say i'm okay yeah or she didn't look like she going through anything yes. you know what i mean yes and so that's why it's the psychological effect of a glam beat like what's the why right so we're gonna uh take this short break and let y'all find out more about my lovely guest and when she come when we come back she'll do all the talking right <laughs> all right see y'all soon
Are you serious right now, Jalen? Are you serious? <laughs> I don't even know what's wrong with my son. I don't know his status. I can't see him. And you want to talk to me about God? Look, you could have been getting a totally different report right now. Uh, I thought he was a teacher. Well, that's not suspicious at all. I mean, it's only the weekend. What the hell is wrong with you? Me? Yes, you. You were being so sarcastic and nasty tonight. I'm introducing you to my new man. That's the problem. I'm meeting another new man. Babe. No. I'm tired of being fake and silent about it. Look, I'm your sister, so I'm gonna tell you how I feel. Keisha, what are you doing? Look, it's guy after guy after guy. It's not like that. Matthew is different. You say that about all of them. Keish, y'all met two months ago, and now he's already moved in? I know it may seem a little fast to you, but we've been Facebook friends for like three years. She did not just say Facebook. Now we're back with our guest, Latoya Daniels, talking about the psychological effects of a glam beat. You know what I didn't do, y'all? I did not ask her the question of the week. So the question of the week, since you're in the beauty industry, you would know maybe. Um, the question of the week is, why does the average man say they prefer a natural woman? However, they run after the glammed up, surgically processed female. Well, I visit that a lot and I deal with that a lot. Um, it's, it's really hard dating when you're in the so-called industry mm -hmm. because you don't know if people want you for your appearance or if they really want you. Right. And I think that um, when guys do that all the time, we do, but I find that the woman that they want at home is the natural, you know, toned down woman. But the woman that they run after seems to be the done up, the, the, the added parts and, and, and this and that because it, it looks good, you know, and they want that excitement and that thrill. That's just like the person that goes out and test drives that Ferrari, knowing doggone well he can't afford no Ferrari, but he want to be in it. He want to feel it. He want to see what it looked like. But when he leaves, he go get back in his Honda and go back home. Right. And if he should get a Ferrari, he may have another car that he's, he, you don't drive the Ferrari every day. All I'm saying is, I don't look like this every day. <laughs> you know, I wake up, you know. <laughs> all the time and i said it numerous times on other platforms that i believe that social media and reality tv has sensationalized a lot of things and yes. that's what it looks good and it's a popular thing and i don't know if it's so much as a desire as like a conquest not to say that anything's wrong with anyone and however right. you, if you, you grew it if you you paid for it if you, right. you know you added it to it but i think it's just a, a thrill or a fantasy for the guys and I do want to talk about that because it's still the psychological effects of a glam beat. Um, there is absolutely nothing wrong with if you have natural hair and not listen. Everybody knows I'm a sh I like shoes. Uh, my preference in hairstyles is bald because I sh I will shave all my hair off. That's because I want to, you know. And I used to have a saying when I meet men, man, uh, you know, oh I love your hair, and I say because I I'll change it. You don't know what you like until I tell you, right? True. When I show up. <laughs> with a different hair. Just know I'm everyone. It's all in me. You know, just switch wig off. And I do it um now 
I did find myself um, going through my 30s and 40s. Uh, I got so hooked up on glamming up or the switch out or the pause I got with the heels and the clothes that I became insecure. And here's how. When I took it off, I didn't see myself as beautiful. I had gotten mm. used to the glammed up that I did not get, I, I forgot me, right? And that's what I mean, the psychological effect. Um, sometimes I think that when we're always glammed up and ready for the camera, mm. it affects us, um, not all together, but slow. You really have to be honest with yourself yes. to say that's what's happening. What well, well I, I think, just like you said earlier, um, you show up and show out, you know, you have to be present, you have to be strong. They they expect so much of women, appearance-wise. And I will say that, like you say, it's a psychological thing because if they see you looking good and you're glammed up and your hair done and your makeup done and your nails are done, and they're like, okay, well, she must be doing all right. But when you have those days where you decide to rock your natural hair or right. rock your bald head or you don't want to put makeup on, you don't even have lipstick on. My job sees the best of me when I'm at my nine to five, you know, because I just come up and they're like, what's up? How y'all doing? Good morning. You know, but... When you show up like that, then it's you all right. You what's wrong? Absolutely. You look tired. I look tired with my natural it's face. face. No, this, this is my face. So you know, and they feel like something. Or you know, you have other women that will put down women that will say, "Oh, she never got her hair done. She never but got her nails that. done. She must not have any money." And this, everybody doesn't want to do the same thing. Looking like they're playing James. Exactly. And women will do that. The they worst. will look at a woman and be like, well, what does he what, what does he see in her? Why does he want her? It's because he sees her. Right. It's not right. always about the outer appearance. Right. It's about the, the total and the whole. So what's for you is for you. But you do have, you know, we do it to each other. We, we do it to each other. We talk about each other. Look at it, girl. Look at it. Her lace is not melted. Her eyebrows not done, girl. Look at that. Mm -mm, that's not her. That. We do it to ourselves. They do it with us enough, but we definitely do it to ourselves. That's right. Me. I was scrolling through social media and I saw someone that um had not proposed to. So you know, I I like to read the comments. That's entertainment, right? Ooh, oh. So I I, I you, know, you you had those who were happy for her, but I was reading. The comments, and I noticed they were from men. I mean, from women. They were from women. Mm -hmm. Stuff like, "Oh, she should have gotten her nails done." Oh, but God, God. Baby, this one's just like a whole man. Who exactly. And it's supposed to be a surprise. You oh. see that a lot on engagements. Like, oh, but she she could have got her nails done, or he could have told her to go get her nails. Oh my God, is that what y'all worried about? Is that what y'all worried about? Like that's it. It's a psychological thing. And that's why I'm saying psychological effects of a glam B. We are always expected to be on point. When do we get the fall off? When do when can my natural face be glam? Because baby, listen, the morning face don't look like this. Well, my followers know my morning face don't look like this. I have a thing that I do called car transformations. So I am always on the run. I am always on the go. Like I told you, I was on the nine to five and ran over here. And something. And I, I, this is ten minutes. 
Okay. So I do something called car transformations. And when I get in the car, they see me acne, dark spots and everything. No lashes, ashy, hair all over myself. I do my little video and then I cover the camera. And then when I come back, they get the glass. Close my eyes. Girl, 
F them kids. <laughs> Don't let the mask inhibit your style. Go to www.foxylipso1boutique.com and order our line of matte lip gloss in a variety of shades, colors, and blades with no mask transfer. And yes, we even have a line of vegan lipstick. Order today at www.foxylipso1boutique.com. Use order code UHURU for a 20% discount off orders of over $25. Go to www.foxylipso1boutique.com today. And we're back, right? So, I parent adult children, and I had to realize that I cannot, um, I was stuck, and they, they would get a little crispy with me, right? Right? And so, because I was trying to parent them like they were still teenagers or young adults, that kind of thing, they're out the house. So, when they would call and ask me a question, because they're out of the house, you know, I don't see them on a day to day, so I didn't get a chance to like know them on a day to day basis, like like I did when they were coming up. So I had to learn to gradually adjust my parenting style. Like I spoke to my daughter earlier this week, probably today. Um, you know, they 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 the they just meshing together. Okay, you know, we went through this Arctic thing. So right. All of the days. Of so I spoke to one of my daughters, and I was saying, you know, what I don't want is to for them to get my age and wonder what I was like at my age. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning to be more transparent. You know, this is what I'm going through. It's not a good day. And when they get on my nerves, I'm not saying it from a mother's standpoint. I'm saying it from a woman's standpoint. Yeah. I'm not trying to say y'all grown. I, no, I want to do, you know, because the expectations is that you're mama, so you're always supposed to respond always. as mama. Always. And I'm gradually learning to respond you know, woman to woman, a woman to children. My um, sons, um, especially my oldest son. Oh, hey, Jared. We've been having some awesome. My son is teaching me how to date, right? Because oh. he, 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 he can teach me too. But he's 35. So he gives me the male perspective. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know nothing. Not, and, and so with him teaching me how to date, I've had to learn to honor what he's telling me. Yes, as a woman and not as mother's son, yes. right? Because he he thirty five, he would and know. I'm sure he's keeping it real with you. Well, yeah. Well, he, he you know I was cute yesterday, so he was having breakdowns. He thought I was, I had a day, but I had a day. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. He thought, he, thought yeah. he was ready until you was ready. Yeah. It was like wait a minute, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where yeah. you going? Yeah. Where you going? You <laughs> sure look cute. Where you going? Well, what you doing? <laughs> Who you going with again? Mm -hmm. I won't go nowhere, y'all. I'm going nowhere. So, yeah. So, back to our conversation, girl. Tell us about you. What you do. How do you um, navigate as a woman of color through an industry that's all about what you look like? Yes. Well, what I will say is I've been in the industry a very long time, and I am grateful that I started when I did and I started how I did because I got to see a lot of things behind the scenes. Um, I started off doing a lot of music videos. A lot of music videos. Girl, was videos. you a video mixer? I was video mixing. You know what I mean? I was a Houston Halle Berry, you know. 
So anyway, yeah, many, many moons ago, many, many moons ago. But um, no, so I started in the industry on that side of things. And then I went from there to doing more um, acting as far as film and stage. Uh, How I, you treat it? Uh, when I started out, I what's crazy is because I, I, I started late in the game, so say. I started when I was 27. And what's crazy is I was on set with girls that were like 18 and 19, but I looked the same age as them, so I blended in. But what I noticed very early on is uh, the more brown girls or the darker girls didn't really get all the looks. They were more lighter tone or exotic looking uh, women, uh, Hispanic women, Latin, you know, uh, Italian women, Asian women, everybody, you know, first and then, you know, the black women. So I noticed that a lot on um, a lot of sets that I was on. We really didn't get picked and, you know, we're in. So the let me put a pin in there. And that's what I mean by the psychological effects uh, of a glam beat It's because. When, when we glam up, and I'm talking about women of color, when we glam up, they'll tell you stuff like, why you got a blonde wig on? You're trying to be like, they're focused on the blonde hair. So the blonde came from us, right? And it migrated to them Anglo folk, right? I'm just saying, they came from us. Yeah. You know, but, I ain't going to teach your Bible lesson yeah. here, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, you know, And so it, it's like, okay, everything that you see, the, the woman of color comes in all those shades. Yes. Yet we're made to feel by some of our own men that something's wrong with us or we're trying we're to be much. like somebody. But what's crazy is when I started out in the industry, it was the exact opposite. When I started out in the industry, girls were trying to be thinner so that they can fit, you know, the, the mm -hmm. Europe, Eurocentric look. You know, they were trying to be thinner. the transition to where all the you know women white women or uh other women of other uh ethnicities are trying to look more like black women now they have the the big curly hair or they're wearing braids and they're getting you know lip fillers right, and right. you know getting surgery and stuff to look more like us but you know early on like i said when i first i, I started in the industry it was a lot of colorism it was a lot of colorism and separate you know it was a lot of separating on set, you know, and, and we didn't really get the good looks. I remember growing up, I rem I could count like the what I call the pretty brown girls. So how did that affect you? How did that? Was I that felt like I had to do more. I felt like I had to glam up. I felt like I had to be on point. Offset. Yes. Take that. Did you take that psychological effect? Um, you know, because like you said before, um, social media. Uh, you know, we see each other more on social mm -hmm. media. All these things. We feel like we're living in a bubble. Did you take that bubble mentality or how the bubble of being on these sets? Did you how did that affect your other life? No, outside I, just like you said, I definitely took that off the set because uh prior to that, I didn't really care. You know, I was always in my own zone in my own lane. But once I started doing that, and then when I got offset, I felt like in order to continue to be seen. To you continue see? to be seen, I had to stay on point. I always was buying more dresses. I was always buying more heels. I was trying new makeup styles. I was trying new hairstyles. Um, I, I felt like I had to be on all the time. I would go to the clubs a lot, and I wanted to get booked to host clubs because that's what the, the popular girls did and the top girls. But I had to look a certain way to compete with 
who was doing that. So I had to stay on. I had to stay, you know, in, in that zone. And I felt like if I was ever seen out just being me, right, plain right. Jane, it would be like, ooh, what's wrong with her? She must have fell off. But, you know, <laughs> so th that's how it is, you know. But I, I, I went from that into more serious acting. And what I love so much about acting it as I've grown and developed in the industry and just really looked at the whole aspect mm -hmm. Uh, what's beautiful about acting, which is one of the things that I love the most about it is it's for everybody. It's no one particular look, uh, style, color. They're looking for thin people, you know, thicker people, short, tall. You can right. have disabilities. You can, you know, uh, it, it's, it's, a broader it's a broader pool. pool. And that's what I love about the industry now. Right. And, right. you know, and I... um it's caused me to dig deeper into the roles that I, I want and I also start writing because I want to give a platform for just different aspects of real life. Since you since you are now in the now with acting, do you find that your sense of who you were then has kind of matured? You dealt with some issues that may have gone into your psyche, like you don't have to claim it's okay not to be glam. <laughs> It's okay yes. to be you. Yes. It's okay to be chill. I definitely, I will say, um, I was typecast for years in plays. I was always a sexy vixen. I was always the, the man stealer. stealer. Walk on set. I was, you know, the, I got typecast a lot in those roles, and that's what I was getting. And then... A fellow named Harold J. Trotter came along and cast me in the my, my big ugly. Uh, I was I toured for two years um, with a stage play, ain't always been saved. And the character, it it, it opened up my mind so much it in broke, real it, life. It broke, it broke, broke it down because it broke the, healing out. the character. What's crazy is the character was an ex superstar. She was a singer. She was a model. She was an actor. She had it all. And she lost everything to addiction. And so the character, the, the play was 11 scenes. And in 10 of the scenes, I looked like I had just rolled from underneath the bed. Like I, I was glammed in the beginning and I was glammed in the end. But what I loved about it was that wasn't the major part of what I was portraying. And I was allowed to be that ugly that most people are that when you deal with your realness. You, you are take allowed it all to off. be human. Yes. And I was stripped in that really just playing that role really changed my life in so many ways. It, it broke me. It changed me. It saved me. You know, it taught me a lot of lessons. And I came out of it a better person because just how I, I was allowed to bring that into my regular life. That it's okay to, to, to be vulnerable. It's okay to be real. It's okay to say I'm not okay because I was, even during that, I went through something very, you know, drastic in my life. And I didn't even realize until the play was over and someone told me like, you know, you never missed a beat. You showed up, you didn't miss a show. You didn't miss it. You show, you continue to just go because that's what we're taught. You show up. I, I mean, you show up. It was nights where I couldn't go to sleep. It was mornings where I couldn't get up out the bed, but I knew that I had to get up and I had to show up. I had to present right. on stage. For everybody. For everybody. But the character else. that you were playing broke something. Oh, the character.
Oh I, it broke. It, oh it, God. God used it. And I'm going to say God because yes. I believe God is the author of everything. Right? He showed up in that character to say to you, it's okay to be you, yes. a beautiful cocoa brown skin girl. You don't have to be glammed up because he made you naturally glamorous by giving you the shades of beauty that you sit in, right? You rest in. So let's, hey. Uh, speaking of Mr. Harry Trotter, can you read "Run Me Back" that comment by Mr. Ricky Lanier? I need to, I need to, I need to address that comment. Run that back to me. <laughs> Tell the prompt not working, y'all. So we gonna just be free, all right? Ricky said that's a fantasy for some men. I rather know what's on your mind because it's the mind that's the turn on. It's all right for a little makeup here and there, but something about a naturally beautiful black queen. Woo! So let me. Let me <laughs> she like how to? I, I can I can pick on it, but listen, I'm asking because I, I'm you know I'm open. I'm I'm. It's just whatever. I'm just not. I, I know that men are visual and they don't see my mind first. No. They see the and you know what have we been told? Oh Fresh, first impressions yes. are are lasting, right? But when are we? I mean, like <laughs> that was great. That that was Sounds beautiful good. in my twenties, my thirties, <laughs> my forties. But like in my fifties, I'm just so over first impressions. Like I'm not gonna be a slouch out here in these streets. Yeah. But at the same you know, time, I sh you know, people thought when I shaved my hair, she people was thought going I'm going through something. No, no, I just said, this, this hair. I'm I'm ready to snatch this bad boy right now because it's touching me. You know what I mean? And so, you know. When does the line stop? Like, I remember when I was dating, you know, get the FaceTime call. I'm running, trying to find a doggone wig, you know? Because <laughs> you don't know where to draw the line yeah. between what they met you as and what you were presented as to, like, now. Well, it... <laughs> when 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 do you stop acting? That's 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 the meetup. It's, right? it's hard to say because then you get those guys, like, I've... I've I've had instances in my dating life where uh, someone meets me and they know me as Natoya Danielle. That's how they even heard of me. They know that I act, I sing, I model, I, I do all of this, I host and everything. So they know that I am Natoya Danielle. That is who I am. That's what hold my up, job hold is. Up, hold up, hold up, hold up. She sang, what's the beat right quick? Come on, I put her on the spot. I will love you anyway, even if you cannot stay. I think you are the one for me. Here is where you want to be. Guys, okay, 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 okay. I just thought I'd do an impromptu right now. You know, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, she's ready. I'm fine. We 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 women, we be ready, baby. Okay. You have to. You have to. But no, um, they meet me and they know me as Latoya and they yell, and then when they get with me. Um, I find that some people are intimidated. They don't want me to be Natoya Danielle all the time. Or they say, oh, yeah, I know you, you know, you used to this. Or they always feel like I'm putting on forward. No, this is just who I am. This is, I'm comfortable. Someday, people know, people that know me know me. You may catch me out in the street with my J's on, my jeans, I, a hoodie, and I'm just, I'm good. You know, right, ponytail, right. I'm good. And then you catch me other days, and it's like, how are you walking in those hills, girlfriend? And, and, and that, you know, so it's sort of hard to balance that. You know that glam life and the real life because then you you meet people and they say that oh yes you know I'm interested in your mind that's not why you walked over here you're not looking at my mind you're looking at my behind but you want me to feel like you know you so right deep. You which is nothing wrong with that like you say first impressions you know guys yes they're visual women are too you know 
Um, but we desire what's deeper. I have guys all the time. It's very hard for me to date because they tell me this, and I'm just like, you don't know anything about me. The first thing I ask them is, what's my what's my last name? So, okay, you <laughs> said something a few minutes ago, and I want to touch on it. So maybe the real question should be for men, men. So if if you meet, I'm not talking about the women you meet in their natural state or as close to their natural state as ever. I'm saying when you meet a woman at work or at a function or wherever, and she's glammed up, how, um, when is a good point? How ready are you to see her in her natural state? Like, how long do you wait before the illusion? I know from guy to guy it may vary, but how long realistically is the time frame when you're ready for the illusion that you met to be broken? Right? Mm. So can y'all just chime in, put mm. that in your comments? Because I'm really this 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 platform is for us. Yeah. To, to heal, to have real life candid conversations, you know, so I'm not trying to shame anybody or debunk anything. I really want to know because I'm learning to feel life. For so long, I've been raising my kids, working, keeping things together, and now I don't have those responsibilities. So I need to look back. And when I look back, I notice not just me, other women in their 40s and 50s. Uh, I've lived life now, but. I still missed out on the woman thing as a in life and yeah. being aware of whatever in our culture. Well, in like, our you, culture. like you say, um, you you want to you know present yourself well. You want to present yourself at your best, however you feel your best. But then it is still always that insecurity of ooh, but. You know what's going to happen when I don't feel like dressing up? What's going to happen when he doesn't see me date ready? What's going to happen right. when he sees me, right. you know, down and out? Because you know, I've had a guy tell me before uh, when I was rocking my natural hair. You know, I have very long hair, I have very thick hair, but I, I, they know I'll do a twist out, I'll do a ponytail, I'll do whatever. But I had a guy telling me that uh, he was ready for me to, you know, wear my my hair. You know, when, when you gonna get your hair done? Okay, well, holler back at me when I because right now this is what I'm doing. But you know, like you said, we're diverse, you know, we switch it up, we rock it differently. Right. But you do have some some guys don't want the glam to come up. Well, in those instances, when I when I went ball for the third time, like for the third time, I went bald last year. This hair grew back, and I'm just pondering what to do with it. Mm -hmm. But when I went bald the third time, I was so shocked at the responses. I had someone related, not closely related, but related. However, when he saw, oh, I could, I could never marry a woman that's bald. What I heard, what I heard, this is what I heard. He said he could never marry a woman that's bald. What I heard was. If I was going, if I was to marry somebody like you with that mindset, and I was going through, if I became bald going through it, I would have to mm. uh, wear wigs and hide. So with mm. you, mm. that comment made me feel like I could never self. be my authentic wow. self because you're not accepting of that. Yeah. You know, his wife wear wigs. You understand what I mean? Yeah. So you would prefer the wig over her authentic self. She, and you that's know, comfortable that's, that, that you're comfortable in. You know, I had women tell me that no man would ever desire me when my, my head was bald. And the funny part is, I was dating a man that loved it. Yeah, so it I'm just, is, like yeah. you said, when we first 
started this conversation, we are so hypercritical of yes. each other. Instead of embracing yes. I, I don't see myself doing it, but that's what it is. One guy told me, oh, you're um, you're bold. I said, no, boo, I'm sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wasn't yes. trying to put him down. Yes. He thought I was bold. No, this is not a bold me. This is me being, yes. right? I'm sure of who I am. So whether you like it or not, I'm cool with that because everybody, we're diverse. Everybody's not going to embrace a Yahoo or Wendy. I think that it is attributed to confidence. I think it's attributed to insecurities. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people do judge on appearance. But what's so crazy is there's prime examples out there that you can't judge a book by its cover. Like you have these guys that are billionaires, mm -hmm. billionaires, and you will never know because they got they, them some uh, times on some uh, jeans, Chucks. some yeah, some chucks, some jeans that they've been wearing for twenty years. It's their favorite pair of jeans. They don't dress up. They don't glam up. But then you have other people that wear it on the outside. They got all these chains. They got these watches. Right. They have the cars. They have this because that's what they choose to present themselves. But that's how they feel comfortable, or that that's what makes them feel comfortable. You know. So I feel like so many people miss out on the good or the real in someone because they're judging them by the outer shell and they're not getting to know that person with it. But I think that we do it to ourselves too because sometimes right. we're so afraid to step that out helps. raw. You right. know, to step out as, you know, this is just me. You know, you, you think about it like, oh my God, I can't show up there looking like this. Let me reverse that thought. But before I do that, please like, share, and comment. This is an active engagement. I do want to know what you're saying in the comments. I'm sorry my teleprompter is out tonight, but I do have a lovely Harold J. Trotter that's reading <laughs> My miss for me. <laughs> so I want to reverse that. Okay. What about because I was a natural girl, you know, I thought that uh you know when I was coming up, women that wore red lipstick and uh put all that makeup on, they were hiding something. Now I embrace it because I'm a feminine tomboy, right? Um so uh, okay. uh, I, I, I don't mind like climbing the fence, still will climb a mean fence, right? <laughs> <laughs> Zip lining, you know, and that's when I found that so many people are used to this you who are showing up that they can't imagine me zip lining in some shorts screaming. <laughs> <laughs> or they can't I'm imagine. I go to a movie. They can't imagine me going to the movie. They can't imagine me casual. Yeah. Now I don't wear my heels. Now I like them heels. And, yeah. and let me let y'all in on a secret. I wear these heels because I I, I um, fractured my ankle. And platforms make you walk correctly, heel to toe. So it's you know when I wear flats. It's a no go because yeah. they're not aesthetically. It doesn't sound work my, for it you. It doesn't support my ankle. It doesn't work for you, right? So that's why I wear heels. Really, they cute though. That's why I wear them. But I, I want to reverse it. Like the natural women who never glammed up, I always say try it. You know, some women, um, um, you know, in my under my nonprofit, I glam women up who've been through traumatic experiences, and they can't believe just like how different they look. Mm -hmm. And they, we say gorgeous, but I'm learning different terminology because I don't want them they were not anything, there was yeah. nothing wrong with them before. Yeah. They just have a different look. Mm -hmm. 
you know, um, I glammed up yesterday because I've been through a tough week, yeah. you know, and then I had um, two deaths, close mm -hmm. deaths. So I was feeling down. When I glammed up, I felt better, right? Well, you know, there's also different ways of glamming. You know, some people consider makeup and hair glamming, you know, mm -hmm. but you may have other people that feel like, you know, a nice new dress, you know, right. or a good comfy sweater right. or, you know, a new perfume. That's their little way of glamming right. up themselves. So it's just different, you know, different ways to control your inner you right you know right. so it's it, it's but you know like you said it is a psychological thing you know different people um show in different ways and different people react in different ways but i feel like the majority of people judge the same way though unfortunately that judgment thick in your skin yeah. allow it to thick in your skin you're not what they say nope you, you, be you, do you. You're the only one who has to wake up with you and go to sleep with you every night. Right. You have to live in this shell. So be you. So, all right, we're going to take one more break and we're going to come back with Evening Mocha. We switched up. We're going to do Evening Mocha last. I got a good one for you tonight. So stay tuned. Hey guys, it's your boy Zay, the best ex that you could ever want around. And I want you to tune in to my show, Legends Speak, on Wednesdays on Facebook, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you listen to for your podcast platform, I'll be there. Legends Speak. What is Legends Speak? I'm glad that you asked. This is a platform where I invite people who I consider legends and I interview them about their professional career and just get details about how they were able to be so successful while fighting mental health issues. So if you're interested, which I know that you are, tune in to Legend Speak with your boy Zay, the best ex that you could ever want around. And we're back. I would like to take this opportunity to thank you guys for tuning in. I would like to thank my guests for filling in. You know, hey, my, my original guest got ill tonight. I appreciate you, Dr. Sheila, get well. But this has been one ride. <laughs> I hope that something we said helped you to identify your lane on this road called freedom, because that's what this podcast is about. Listen, the evening mocha tonight comes from second corinthians 12 9 and 10 and it reads and he said unto me my grace is for sufficient for thee my strength is made perfect in weakness most gladly therefore will i rather glory in my infirmities that the power of christ may rest upon me therefore i take pleasure in infirmities in reproach in necessities in persecution in distress for Christ's sake. But when I am weak, then am I strong. Let me just highlight again, like I said when I opened up the podcast tonight, this episode, Black women globally are some of the most, the, the strongest women, but the most unprotected women there is. And I, let me encourage you tonight that when you're feeling the weight of persecution, judgment, callous behavior, feeling unprotected. Our job is to not depend on man to affirm us. And I don't care if it's a husband, a mother, 
these affirmation is great coming from those people but listen let me tell you what i've learned even just this week it was reaffirmed to me that when i'm weak god already told me his grace is sufficient for me so i need to go to god because when i'm feeling persecuted or down now god gets to choose who he wants to work through to undergird me and i think that that's what we miss we're looking for our husband to do something that God gets to choose and he may bring it through your brother. You know, God may take David, for example. David was persecuted, running from Saul on his way, in his road, on his, in his lane, on his road called freedom. His road called freedom in time was the throne, right? He was anointed to be a king. He defeated Goliath. A couple of chapters later, the same he defeated Goliath and the king of Goliath, right? He covered David when he was running from his own kinsmen, right? He had never thought that. Saul was of the children of Israel, right? He came from one of the tribes. And David found himself running from his own kinsmen and finding sanctuary in the very place that was a sworn enemy to Israel. So you, we have to allow God to show up and give us affirmation through whom he chooses to. Hold on. You're not weak. And when you are, guess what? That's when you can see the strength of God through whoever he chooses to show up and show out through. Even if he decides to just touch you himself. Right? So I want y'all to take that, bask in it, Look at yourself in the mirror and know how gracefully beautiful you are, even at your weakness. All right. Until next week, y'all. Well, let me give y'all next week's show. I want y'all to tune in because I'm going to have my seed, my, 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 my fruit, the fruit of my womb, my son. My oldest son is going to grace this platform. And uh, I get to be a little vulnerable because we're going to talk about boys and men, the evolution of a black man race a single black woman all right that's going to be an interesting topic we're going to navigate what i did right what i did wrong or what i could have done better right and what i've learned in all my years of wisdom okay so thank you guys for tuning in see you next week my love peace hey this is yahuda wenji inviting you to join me wherever you listen to your streaming podcast Journey with me on this road called freedom, for I invite you into a safe haven. Come and have candid conversations with me with inspirational stories and lessons presented to you by others who will help us identify our lane as we collectively come together on this road called freedom. Month and it's called know what it is. Unmasking the Truth Behind Oh, I Yeah, yes. It's called Unmasking the Truth Behind I'm Good, and it's just how um, like therapy and counseling is uh, taboo in black communities. I talked about that. I, I, I talked about it so hard. My first month is just